You can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. Those were the words of the feisty rescuing mother of India. Sit back as we journey into the life and works of Amy Carmichael. Hi everyone, welcome to season 3, episode 4 on Hangout with Esther. If this is your first time here, I'm Esther and I'm your host on this podcast. On this podcast, we share insights about your identity, your work with Jesus, and fulfilling your God-ordained purpose. On this episode, our case study is Amy Carmichael, popularly referred to as the feisty rescuing mother of India. Amy Beatrice Carmichael, the first of seven children, was born on the 16th of December 1867 and raised to love the Lord. As a baby, her mother read her stories of Jesus. She was a fearless and adventurous little girl, she, which was an indication of the indomitable spirit she had. At three, she prayed to God to give her blue eyes and cried when her eyes remained brown instead of turning blue the next morning. Many years later, she realized God's wisdom in giving her brown eyes because she worked in India the most of her life, the most part of her life. Her brown eyes made it very easy for her to work freely amongst the Indians, which points us to the first learning point on this episode when god says no to our requests it is because he knows something we don't know we don't need to get angry or sad we simply need to trust him and keep going and also we also see clearly that parents have a role to play our mother typically read our stories of jesus as a baby girl as a parent one of the best gifts you can give a child is the gift of knowing Jesus from a tender age at 16 she received Christ as a Lord and Savior in school and at 17 her dad died though she had to mature and take up more responsibilities but a point came in her life when she had an experience that nothing could ever matter again but the things that were eternal. As a 17-year-old, she prayed to God to give her the strength and courage to make a difference. She went into, into the slums. She worked with neglected children and very poor women in her environment. She invited them to join her on Sunday mornings in church where she taught them to read the word of God, pray, and have moral respect for themselves and their bodies. These meetings grew so rapidly that they were needed, that they needed a, a larger meeting space, which they got miraculously. And that auditorium is still in existence today. 125 years later, Amy wrote, 
does it not steer our hearts to go forth and help them does it not make us long to live our luxury our exceeding abundant life to go to them that sit in darkness and this this question from amy makes me want to ask you what are the stirrings of your heart you must be paying attention to those simple things that are steered in your heart amy simply started by following the steerings of her heart long before she had a definite instruction to go to a distant land from god at 24 she had a defining experience as she prayed and reflected on the lost and dying millions all over the world god spoke to her and he said go ye go ye she heard it so clearly like her mother was talking to her physically and she knew it was time for her to step out by, by the time she was 27, she would travel to villages in Japan to preach the gospel of Jesus and pray that souls would be saved. And souls did get saved. Buddhists really gave their lives to Jesus even in the midst of a thick atmosphere of religion. However, she had a medical condition that got escalated in very odd regions like Japan. And China so she she spent some work working in Japan but she was advised by the doctors to stay away from Japan because of her health she later got an invitation to India which was certified healthy for her on getting to India unlike other British missionaries missionaries in India who segregated themselves from the people she mingled with the people she discarded her English clothing she wore their Indian sari and even lived with them and learned their language. At 30, Amy had a group of six Indian women called the Sperry Cluster. They went to many villages preaching the gospel to them. The old of darkness among the people was so strong, it was very difficult to penetrate with the gospel. The Indians would go to extreme lengths when any any of the family members got saved they would go as far as poisoning or even murdering the person or casting a spell on the person you know and they would then report that the person committed suicide because the gospel message was too much for him to bear so this would deceive many others and it made it very difficult for people to get saved it was an intense spiritual battle but yet she persisted even in that atmosphere she started you know by simply carrying the message of the gospel to the unsaved it was later that she realized that her life's work was rescuing children from the hindu secret practice of temple prostitution and so another learning point for us on this episode is that discovering your god-ordained purpose is a journey it doesn't happen suddenly in some cases in most cases what god is asking you to do is not it but it leads to it i hope you get that so for for amy what she started doing wasn't the main thing but it led her to it so in the process of simply preaching the gospel to people she then began to 
observe certain things that were happening in India and she realized that that was really, really, really what God sent her to India to do. Young girls throughout India were sold and groomed for temple prostitution to provide pleasure for the Hindu priests and the village men. The Hindu priests were secretly trafficking the bodies and souls of these girls. This was a continuously de- this was continuously denied, you know, by both the Indian government and the people. Even other mis- missionaries in India refused to believe it was true until Amy's undercover work revealed it. The families of these girls did this for reasons as they had made a vow to, to the gods, or it was a family tradition, or because they were poor. So this was what happened. The families, you know, in India would take, you know, a girl or something, their daughter, to, to the priests, to the to the temple, you know, in the name of um, dedicating their daughter to the god or the goddess. In that in the name of doing that. However, the priests in that temple will then be taking advantage of those girls and were trafficking their souls and bodies. Amy was very burdened about this situation. She had a vision where she saw Jesus on his knees alone. And when she saw that, she saw that it was a a burden that Jesus was asking her to share with him. And she, she did as, and which she did. And as she prayed, she prayed that God would give her the children to love them. So Amy began to rescue these little children as little as three years. To, to, to their teenage years. She began to rescue them. She built care homes where she housed them. She opened her heart to thousands of children throughout southern India and spent a lifetime rescuing them in the love of Jesus. So many times these little children would try to escape, try to run away, and she would come to their rescue. Her ministry switched from going out for evangelism, evangelism to rescuing, nursing, caring for and teaching the little children. She took them as her children and they saw her as their mother. In five years, she had about 70 people in the ministry, including workers, babies, young girls and a few young boys. Her focus was to rescue those children and shepherd their souls to a new life in Christ. She had determined to remain unmarried, but was unopposed to marriage. God had simply told her, no, I have something different for you to do. Amy was a selfless missionary who dedicated her life to loving the unloved children with a mother's unconditional love, transforming thousands of lives in more than 55 years of service. Later on, she created what was called the Donavor Fellowship, and its mission statement was so powerful. Its mission statement was to save children in moral danger, to train them to serve others, to succor the desolate and suffering, to do anything that may be known as the will of our Heavenly Father in order to make his love known, especially to the people of India. Later on, a hospital was built and named the place of heavenly healing. Men were sent to them to assist with the work in India. At 63, while inspecting a building project site, she fell into a dog hole. She broke her leg, dislocated her ankle, and twisted her spine. 
and she never really recovered from this accident as she was largely confined to a room for the next 20 years at 83 early in the morning amy slipped away in her sleep to be with her lord forever she wrote 35 books and thousands of letters during a lifetime to amy the christian life is a life of love in which the good news of jesus christ would shine into unimaginable darkness and rescue the helpless she loved the people as much as she loved her lord she was a trailblazer because no one before her cared enough to rescue the children and so she had no role model to follow only the example of jesus the word of god and the guidance of the holy spirit that was all she knew the example of jesus the word of god and the guidance of the holy spirit tell me what excuse do you have you have the example of jesus the word of god and the guidance of the holy spirit as well thank you for joining me on this episode more thanks to those who share the episodes and the flyers with people and most thanks to those who are in the e-learning hub if you haven't joined the hub what are you really waiting for don't forget to share this episode with others i look forward to having you on the next episode catch ya